0: Everybody, it's Microphones of Madness. I'm Rodney over there, Steve. Hey. Hey. And friends. Steve and friends.
1: What friends? I don't uh, have any friends.
0: I hear I hear a pup. I hear uh, a dog. That's not ours.
1: That's outside
0: somewhere. Oh. Alongside that airplane. <laughs> that's not ours either. <laughs> it's not my airplane. All right, and today we are going back to uh the comics. We haven't oh. done comics in God. <coughs> what since it's Changa and the while. Jade Obelisk? Yeah, Junji Ito. It's been, maybe that's wild. Sweet
1: like red comic books. <laughs> And even longer since we've read like mainstream superhero comics.
0: Yep, yep, this is true. Um, but that being said, we are taking a look at a couple of uh, Elseworlds DC series, uh, the Golden Age by James Robertson Robinson, excuse me, James Robinson and Paul Smith, and. Of course, the seminal classic uh, DC The New Frontier by good old Darwin Cook. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah, so
1: I don't think uh, The New Frontier is actually considered Elseworlds, but
0: it's certainly not mainstream canon, so. continuity. Right. Well, I think if unless it's like mainstream continuity, it's El- it's technically Elseworlds. It just doesn't well, don't do the imprint anymore. Yeah, go- Golden Age is like
1: labeled that way, right? That like came out as part of that
0: that uh that line, yeah.
1: Yeah, some of it I was gonna say like it, it, it's kind of an uneven line. Some of it was really really good, and some of it was just hot garbage.
0: Right. Right. And it kind of, Elseworld is like, you know, it's it's the dumping point for pretty much any story in D.C. that, ah, uh, it's not fitting in with what we want to do. Yeah, it's Elseworlds.
1: No, but at the time, they, like, did, like, they did a lot of clever things. You know, they had a, uh, a Kings of New York Green Lantern thing mm-hmm. going on, you know, I said right. Kingdom Come was Elseworlds. Right, the probably yeah.
0: the seminal Elseworlds title being Kingdom Come.
1: Right, and they did like a bunch of Batman else. There was like Jesus Christ, if you can think of anything and slap Batman on it, it became an Elseworlds.
0: Yeah, holy, while. holy terror. No, that was that not, was not.
1: No, that was supposed to be Batman, and DC was like, whoa, Frank, no. <laughs> <laughs> um but they had a Frankenstein one they had a, a Dracula series right uh with Batman uh they had a Justice League Island of Dr. Moreau uh I mean there was like a bunch of like whatever zany idea they threw at the wall right. and they just made it into Elseworlds and uh you know put Batman on top of that
0: and, and yeah that they had uh, detective number 27 which was in That the, uh, one was good. I like that one. That's one of my one of my favorites. But we're talking about The Golden Age.
1: Yes, which is actually probably in my opinion the cream of the crop.
0: The cream of the crop. Yes. Now this is a uh, 4 year issue series uh, came it out in 93. Uh, so. um, no, 4
1: Oh yeah, it is four. Yeah, uh,
0: summer of '93, spring of '94. So right,
1: and uh, the new frontier, of course, was a six-issue series that came out ten years later.
0: Right, two thousand four.
1: So, right. Why would you want to compare these two disparate comics?
0: Uh, because they are stories that take place in an overlap.
1: Yes, yeah, so basically both of these stories uh, deal with tr- the transition from the golden age of superhero comics to the silver age of superhero mm-hmm. comics. And they do what comics were unable to do in reality, which, <laughs> which is confront um, HUAC and the rise of um, anti-communist rhetoric in the United States. Yes
0: good old McCarthyism uh, yes. McCarthy McCarthy McCarthyism is a big part of the golden Age um, It's kind of in in new frontier it's kind of like we speed over that particular section of history
1: So I think you see more of the uh, results of McCarthyism in new frontier mm-hmm. uh as opposed to in the golden age where it's a direct confrontation with the policymakers, right but, but just the irony is that of course superhero comics almost died because of mccarthyism right so i mean in reality the these companies that are being so bold in the 90s and early 2000s uh were caving in
0: <laughs> right to the demands of
1: communists of anti communist uh, sentiment. Mm-hmm. So
0: yes, uh, it's, it's, this is this is also around the era of the comics code authority. Yes,
1: yeah. So th- that's why I, I, we were originally just going to look at Golden Age, um, mm-hmm. and then I, I, it's it's a great comic, but it's nice to be able to compare it and contrast it to something similar, and it just mm-hmm. so happens that. DC The New Frontier just happens to be there.
0: Right, right. And DC DC: The New Frontier has the quote-unquote A-list characters in it while uh, Golden Age focuses a lot on um, most of the Justice uh, Justice Society of America but not all of the first stringers you know, with really the exception it's like the, of Alan Scott.
1: It's like the uh, the All-Star Skull all-star squadron mm-hmm. all-stars which were was kind of like the uh the second stringers of that era right right, right. <laughs> um you know the the justice society, the justice society obviously had like the flash and Green Lantern and Wonder Woman and um,
0: Hawkman the Spectre yeah. Dr. Fate right
1: uh Sandman and johnny thunder and the atom that was like the you know the core Those and those were the the big selling comics right right and yep correct me if i'm wrong but a lot of those were different companies that banded together to form all-star comics
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, to increase sales for everyone there you so, go um Whereas the characters in Golden Age are kind of like, yeah. It reminds me a lot of Watchmen. They're characters that you can use to tell different stories because they're semi out of continuity. Mm-hmm. They're in there, but it's great. Nobody knows, you know. Well, I mean, there are people who know, but like the Manhunter right the the continuity in the history of the manhunter or liberty bell right or johnny quick
0: (laughs) right (laughs) the the first adam
1: right well he was actually a justice society member right yeah he was but like what they did with him in this yeah they they took like the kind of the two uh, members of the justice society that never like did anything In later comics, like in later comics, Adam, the Adam, the original Adam was dead and his legacy was uh, continued on by, I think, damage, Mm -hmm. but he wasn't Damage before he was something else before Adam Smasher, Adam Smasher. Yeah, it was like his godson or something. And like. Even like the Adam Ray Palmer. Mm hmm kind of second string at this time uh so they didn't have like a silver age equivalent you if you notice most of like the the big guns you have like silver age uh rebirths that are still going on like Mm -hmm. the flash green lantern mentioned in passing alan scott is used but not to the extent as uh like the other b-listers in this comic right right um so I think it was just and Johnny Thunder. Right. <laughs> so they, they took like the like the scrubs from the Justice Society and kind of made them into dupes for the villain of the piece.
0: Right, right. They they took the scrubs of the Justice Society and then all of those remnant characters and uh, and, and built this story around. Now one of the interesting things about this is that you know? Most of the characters are operating independently of each other, so we're jumping around a lot in place uh, to 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 follow up with certain characters. We're you know we see Alan Scott a lot as Alan Scott, the owner of a what is it, a radio station or a Yeah, newspaper. it's like a radio
1: station at the time. Yeah, there was television was brand new, right? Right. In continuity, or even if. It might not have even existed, it, like in the. This takes it takes place in the late forties, early fifties.
0: Right, right. The the that post war era up through uh, the McCarthy hearings and whatnot, and uh, and it deals with. It starts off. We're dealing with kind of the the reasons why superheroes were kept out of the war effort.
1: Right. Pretty. Pretty clever.
0: Yep, yep, that uh, Hitler had a superhero who's uh, who had the negation power. Uh, for right. all of you who are listening who remember icons,
1: <laughs> and for those of you who don't,
0: right? So Hit-
1: Hitler had a a metahuman, a superhero of his own called the Spear of Destiny, who was able to just cancel out.
0: Uh, Spear superpower. of Destiny was the uh, the cover story that he actually had the Spear of Destiny. Otto. It was Parcival. Yeah, what was his name?
1: Otto or something or other.
0: Yeah, he, he, he called himself Parcival. Uh, was, it was, was his um, code name. But his power, he had power negation as his superpower and uh, I believe it was Green Lantern found out the hard way. Yeah, he said guy. he could
1: have. He basically said I could have ended the war in a heartbeat, but they had this this guy that canceled all our powers. So,
0: mm-hmm. right, right, which actually directly addresses some of the some of the questions that they they ask. You know, bringing up if you're trying to bring real world events into this kind of world, it's like, well, why didn't Green Lantern stop the war or the Flash? I mean. Why weren't these guys in Europe fighting the Nazis? Well, right. now we know. Because yeah. they had a guy who just turned them into normal dudes over there. Right. And so and we all
1: know that with the exception of Batman and Wildcat, none of those
0: guys could do
1: jack shit without their powers. Right.
0: Right. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, I mean, you had uh, Manhunter, didn't really have any powers. Yeah,
1: so the, the, a couple of operatives did go over to do, uh, you know, undercover, black ops shit.
0: Commando work, wow. yes. We had... Uh, America commando America commando good old jingoistic superhero name there.
1: And the Manhunter.
0: And the Manhunter uh, team basically were working together for a little while, and then they got split up. Uh, yes. But the, the overarching plot is Tex Thompson... The America America Commando returns from the war and embarks on this uh, life of political power. Uh, Coming back as a masked man, war hero type. I mean, you know, people were digging superheroes, but this guy was not only was he a superhero, he was a superhero for the United States government, and he had uh, more stories about him than anything. Uh, Supposedly, he wiped out the uh, Nazi leadership single-handedly. Right. And and so he comes back and he starts embarking on this uh, political crusade. Uh, in the world of the Golden Age, it's Tex Thompson who really puts a lot of fervor behind the HUAC um, House on american Affairs Committee. Uh, yes.
1: Um, and It's funny because all of the characters, with the exception of, I think, the German uh, super beings, are DC characters. Like, they're all, like, legit DC characters Mm -hmm. or characters from companies that DC bought. Right, right. Um, So they were actual golden age superheroes. Like, there was a, a character, Tex Thompson, who appeared in Action Comics number one alongside Superman um Tex Thompson later on he became Mr. America when he put on the mask and then um uh, when the war broke out he did become the America Mando. Right. So it's an obscure character but I mean that's the beauty of that's why I like it so much is they mm-hmm. take all these these characters you've never heard of and tell a compelling uh, story around them and it's not cluttered with the um the Hazarai of Superman and Batman. Like, well, Superman would never do that.
0: Right. You don't need that because they're like, you know, they're,
1: they're schlubs, uh, with the exception of Alan Scott.
0: Right. Who, who basically this, this is a world without Superman and presumably without Batman and Wonder Woman as well. The Trinity is absent here. Right. Um,
1: Well, and Alan Scott though, his purpose isn't to be the green lantern. His purpose is kind of to be the old guard who's right. being harassed by Huac
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: and and forced into uh, re- retirement with honor as a, instead of uh, unmasking and and being a jingoist. Right, right.
0: We have we have a lot of issues going on with with Alan Scott at his as his uh, station. Um, a lot of his reporters are being hounded by by the. Houak for uh, being pinko communist bastards, and Alan Scott is just not having any of it. He's, you know, we we have we're treated to a scene of him in his office, and he's being told all this by one of his assistants. He's like, "No, you tell that guy to get his ass up here to work. I ain't worried about these jackasses."
1: <laughs> right, and the guy commits suicide.
0: <laughs> right, nice, right, uh, but
1: so. While this is all going on, Tex Thompson is trying to make America great again. He's using the sentiment uh, to drum up his support for himself and to create his own superhero program with uh, with heroes that take loyalty oaths Mm -hmm. to
0: him. Yeah, a a government backed superhero team. This
1: was written in the 90s. Right. I wonder if Tex Thompson ever uh, had to, to appear before a judge to see to see if any top secret documents were kept at his golf resort.
0: No, no, no. But uh, his his uh, his private diary fell into the hands of Newt Gingrich. <laughs> it actually did. <laughs> so yeah. So we have this, and then we also have. Uh, Johnny Quick, uh, who is retired to a life of directing documentaries, directing and editing documentaries, uh, right. currently working on one among many concerning the Justice Society. Where are they now? Where are they now? Behind uh, the mask
1: kind of thing.
0: I think that's what it's called. Yeah. No, that oh. was the that was the book Liberty Bell's uh, new uh, boyfriend. Right. The Tarantula. Right.
1: Yes. It, it. I will say that this book definitely owes a lot to Watchmen. Hmm. Um. Just different era. You know, 10, 20 years earlier than Watchmen, but it's got a lot of the same themes in terms of uh, superheroes versus uh, government. Right. Right.
0: It's kind of kind of deconstruction type of thing and 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 kind of you know this is the the part of the story of Watchmen that more kind of glosses over a little bit um, you know to to focus on you know someone's killing masks
1: right well i mean watchmen obviously goes in a different direction right Uh, than this does. This definitely focuses on the fight Mm
0: -hmm. between
1: the government and the superheroes as opposed to, you know, an ex-hero trying to save the world by creating a uh, disaster.
0: Right, exactly. Uh, There is some creation in Uh here, but (laughs) uh, the creation of a disaster, but yeah.
1: So I I don't want to give away the, the the twist and the plot and everything. So we just want to kind of get you up to speed um, as to what this book is all about. Cause right. It's very well worth reading. You should read this book. Mm-hmm. This book is dark.
0: Yeah. It, it, it's, it's dark. Uh, it's, it's, it, it's real tough.
1: Even like the, in the end,
0: when everything's resolved,
1: you still, there's a sense of hope, mm-hmm. but it's a, it's kind of like a, a yes but hope right. right. Uh, so this is like you rolled um, a a minor success
0: <laughs> uh, a minor success or a, or an e- uh, extreme no on your mythic chart right. so uh
1: very dark and even even like the the ending is
0: uh cautiously optimistic-hmm.
1: As opposed to the new frontier,
0: right now, now I, I do want to talk a little bit about the twist without giving it away. Okay. And as I was reading this, you know, and I'm like, okay, this is very much a '90s kind of, kind of, uh, you know, type of type of storytelling here. Uh, but as we get toward that twist climax, it is the kind of batshit. Crazy thing that uh, was great about some of those old (laughs) comics.
1: Well, the the thing is, they even like the villains that they use Mm -hmm. are obscure, and I don't want to say who it is, right? Because now, uh, with the Justice League cartoon, Mm -hmm. uh, that particular character is a little bit more well known than they were in this particular. When this came out,
0: it had so a lot that, more humanized than, than this version. Kind of. <laughs> personality wise. Okay, personality wise. We're, 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 we're doing some like real Riddler kind of uh, clue for, for drops. Cat dancing. Yeah.
1: But, but at the time, when I read this, I didn't know who the hell that was. And the greatest thing is a classic. Golden Age villain that harkens back to a character that's not even in the book. Like this character's origins, the villain's origins Mm -hmm. are from a character that's omitted from the book. So you're not even thinking about it, even if you knew. You're not even thinking that way, right? So it's like a real twist. It's it's good,
0: Mm -hmm. right? And it is it is a batshit crazy kind of end, yeah. Um, and then it drops into a fucking slugfest for for half the last issue. Yeah,
1: the the last the last the last part is definitely uh, you know on the fields in front of Minas Tirith, kind of shit.
0: Right. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, and I mean, now yes, this one was quite dark, um, as opposed to uh, the New Frontier, which is more that. Captures that kind of sixties uh, era thing. I mean, even the title itself comes from a JFK speech. Yeah, well the,
1: the speech is reprinted at the end. Of yes. It.
0: Um, um oh, go ahead. Oh no, you go. Go, no. Alright, so so as as Golden Age kind of deals with the decline of the Golden Age and ends us at a certain point. Uh, ju- uh, DC, the New Frontier, really kind of takes us through that post-Korean war era. Golden right. Age pretty much ends before Korea. Yeah. And the New Frontier picks up as Korea ends. It's the last day. I think the armistice was signed like two hours uh, before some of the action... Picks up for a certain. Yeah,
1: character. So, well, it really it starts at the end of World War II uh, with the uh, with the
0: uh, the losers.
1: Get, well, trying to get a Nazi scientists out of Germany for mm-hmm. the for the um, U.S. rocket program, right? Um, and in doing this, they come across uh, Dinosaur Island, <laughs> right? Right, and it starts out with this batshit crazy like army guys fighting dinosaurs Mm -hmm. (laughs) just like what the hell am i reading Uh, another
0: another classic golden age thing is world war ii guys versus dinosaurs
1: right but once again it's all like obscure dc comics stuff right the losers um You know, they didn't even use Sergeant Rock. It was the
0: fucking losers, right? Right, yeah. Sergeant Rock was uh, suspiciously absent from both of these titles.
1: Right, because Sergeant Rock was... Everyone knows who Sergeant Rock is,
0: right? Right. He's not obscure
1: enough. Not that the New Frontier was was dealing with obscure villains or uh, characters, because they're all in there. Well, not all of them, but like, you know...
0: The, the founding seven or whatever it is yeah you know all the guys
1: that survive through superman batman wonder woman mm-hmm. plus the ones that were rebooted in showcase um you know the flash green lantern uh, the atom you know and then you have um adam strange and you have aquaman right martian man uh, the martian manhunter Right, plus challenges of the unknown uh the original suicide squad mm-hmm. you know, so it's like it's all there. this is definitely brighter uh from the from the get go uh Darwin cook worked was one of the artists animators on uh the on the you know animated series
0: the the Batman tem- justice stuff.
1: League, yeah. So it's got that kind of like animated feel to the very simple drawings. Mm-hmm.
0: Actually, I, I you know
1: primary colors.
0: My my first exposure to the new frontier uh, was through the film that they made, um, which they kept that Darwin Cook art style through that film. And at first, I wasn't uh, wasn't too big on it, and then it started growing on me. And reading through the book. Uh, it I was like wow i wish these characters looked like this today yeah they the kept book is that... so much better than that movie the movie was good they, but the they cut out movie. a lot of really important shit yeah to make the film so, they kept the right plot points but they changed a few things around and they did that typical dc thing of shoehorning batman into somebody else's role right
1: well yeah because you have to have batman
0: I thought Batman was perfectly used in in New Frontier. He was. Um, it was great. Yeah,
1: uh, I think they used Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman very well yep. in New Frontier. Uh, so, quick plot for New Frontier: um, it's called Cthulhu,
0: <laughs> but with superheroes, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I, so. I would go with that it's very much so, Steve Perrin wrote it
1: <laughs> yeah. now there's a couple of things in here that I really really like and I'm gonna hearken back to Watchmen again because we had the Watchmen comparison the other one in mm-hmm. this one there's a scene and I think it's in the animated movie too mm-hmm. in Vietnam or Indochina yes <laughs> where Wonder Woman
0: is like toasting and drinking
1: with a bunch of a uh, bunch of women,
0: right? back like in, in a is, village prior to Vietnam. This is during yeah, the is, uh, revolution in uh, quote unquote at the time French Indochina.
1: Yeah. So she's like partying down with these women in the village, and Superman comes in, and he's just he's just like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Right? And they have this conversation about their different philosophies. Mm -hmm. Uh, where where Wonder Woman's basically questioning why they're there. Why are we here? Because they're like covertly
0: in French Indochina. They're not. uh, Right, right. The United States technically had nothing to do with that, that, those situations. But Wonder Woman and Superman are operating in that area. Right.
1: And uh, she's like, she's like, they were they had these women in cages and were using them for their pleasure so i beat the crap out of all the gu- all the men took their guns piled them <laughs> piled them in the center of the village Opened the cages and let them do whatever the fuck they wanted
0: right it's like you <laughs> can't do that and you just sit by and watch it's like yo, yeah we're she not supposed to alien. be here <laughs> she calls him an
1: alien yeah
0: there's the doors <laughs> for Space Space Man. Man goes, yeah.
1: So but it is very similar to a scene in Watchmen where the comedian and Dr. Manhattan are in Vietnam.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh uh the comedian is uh ready to go and he's confronted by a woman who he got pregnant. Mm-hmm. And uh she attacks uh she attacks the comedian comedian kills her right and dr manhattan doesn't do anything he's like it's the point in Watchmen when you realize that dr manhattan mm-hmm. has lost touch with humanity because he right. could have stopped it because you could have just turned the bullet into a flock of geese right
0: but you, but you, didn't.
1: you did <laughs> and so you have very similar uh very similar scenes going on, effectively trying to ask s- similar questions, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, right, right. And, and really, that bringing up Superman in, in this type of situation is like, you can stop all of this, but mm-hmm. you really don't. What happened to you, pal? Yeah. You know, of of all of the people that we've dealt with, that we know you are the one that's supposed to be all about what I just did. Sort of. Yeah. Not necessarily the exact execution, but you know, he's supposed to be the one that's supporting it. But Superman has gone off on this real, um, you know, patriotic kick where it's all about, you know, truth, justice in the American way. Right.
1: Uh, and you know, he, he's definitely a proponent of the greater good. Mm hmm but who's greater, good right uh which changes Mm -hmm. but it's it's strange because it's definitely a brighter book just from top to bottom it's a brighter book than um golden age Mm -hmm. but I think it's got a little bit more depth to it right uh so you have like somebody like Superman whose motivations are being questioned and someone like Diana, who is like that's pretty fucking dark, even for like you mm. know Wonder Woman, right? Warrior Wonder Woman, that's still pretty dark,
0: right? Right. So so yeah, it's it's kind of like the subject matter stays kind of dark, but the art style is so bright and four color. Um, it, it's it's it kind of lends to a little bit of incongruity as you're reading it, right? But the, but. It, but but it, it all works so well together.
1: Well it sets up this conflict, mm-hmm. the central conflict um between the um the emerging heroes who work outside the law and the the government mm-hmm. uh the post Korea government where they are you know they wanna clamp down and and, and have everything under control.
0: Right. Right. And, um, you know, you have the shadow of McCarthyism here as well. Right. And um, God forbid, of, like you have,
1: I mean, they're always they're constantly calling, uh, superheroes pinkos.
0: Yep. Because, yep.
1: Right? because they're taking the law into their own hands. Like the flashes of
0: pinko King, like, King Faraday. Yeah. Why does he wear a red suit? I heard only communists wear that color. Yeah. But Barry Allen's a policeman, basically. Right, right. He's a police scientist. <laughs> Although we never actually see him working, he's taking a lot of time no, off. No, but I mean,
1: you, you. I mean, it assumes that you know these characters, right? Right. Where, where Golden Age, they purposefully use characters that you don't know anything about, right? True. They they use characters that you that everyone knows a little bit about, mm-hmm. right? So that. They don't have to spell stuff out, so you make it. You can make assumptions right. about these about these characters.
0: Now, now the book also contains it. Speaking of a comparison to Watchmen, it also contains that uh, those little pages there that are newspapers or articles written about things that kind of like mm-hmm. bring you up to speed. I think there's one of those splash pages like that that talks about the accident that created the Flash. Um, yeah, so so it's like you don't actually have to draw that out on the panel. It's just a newspaper article.
1: Darwin Cook, it's funny, uh, says that he he definitely wanted to use um, the media mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing, but he wanted the type of media to evolve as um, you know, the times evolved. So in the right. beginning was newspaper articles where you have um uh, our man being chased across the rooftops. Right. And then, you know, in the middle, there's newsreels, yeah. right? Where, uh, the Martian Manhunter sees a newsreel before the movie that they go and see.
0: Yes. And that's how, then we get, uh, we get Lois eliminated. Lane's introduction. She's, uh, she's a journalist on the radio. She's with, uh, yeah. uh, I forget what agency she's with at the time. Uh, but then she graduates to television, uh, right. by the end of it. So, yeah, it's 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 actually really interesting. She's she's actually kind of both on television and doing newspapers. She's like splitting her time. Mm-hmm. Um, I I also enjoy how uh Lois Lane is like a megastar throughout. Yeah. This. She she's like up there, you know, <laughs> I'm, as I'm, more, as well-known as Superman is Lois Lane. Yeah, she's Lane. done a couple of USO tours, that's for sure. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, she gets. She walks onto any military base she wants. Like, oh, hey, Lois Lane, hi. <laughs> yeah, and,
1: and another another thing they do is they kind of redress some of the character flaws that were glaring. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking at Hal Jordan. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there's a, so in Green Lantern, Silver Age Green Lantern, Hal Jordan's mechanic was uh, Inuit. Yep. the unfortunate name of pie face yep <laughs> and he, in this he uh, he's like oh you're working on the plane pie face and pie face just him. yep because my name's john
0: okay okay
1: <laughs> so now, now I, I, speaking
0: I, speaking of hal jordan uh most of the action in this story is told through the perspective of um hal jordan and john jones the Martian Manhunter. Yeah, uh, they are the characters we spend most of our time with, uh, with some very you know important scenes featuring Superman, Batman, uh, stuff like this. But it, it's it's interesting to see how all of the characters are interlinked, like um, uh, Ted Grant fighting Cassius Clay. Um, yeah. in Vegas and who's there at the after party is Bruce Wayne and Oliver Queen and
1: <laughs>
0: right you know all all these folks uh Selena Kyle's there yeah you know, it's like a who's who of all the A-lister wealthy superheroes
1: right well also you know um uh the what's his name from the the Challengers is there
0: uh Ace Ace um, Morgan Ace, Ace Morgan now now Is Ace Morgan related to Travis Morgan? I have no idea. (laughs) Because because I I kept wondering. I was like, okay, I know Ace Morgan is Challengers of the Unknown. But you know, they the way they drew him, they drew him with that white hair, and I'm like, Okay, is he supposed to be Ace Morgan or is he supposed to be Travis Morgan? Yeah, and I I was like But Travis Morgan was a Vietnam pilot, so I don't know. I, it's just, just a piece of trivia. But, uh, yeah, you have... While well, this have is all like going that. on, <laughs> right?
1: you have these psychic attacks that are happening.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: specifically to the Martian Manhunter, but it, you kind of get the feeling that sensitive individuals from around the world... Um, you know, you even have cartoonists making, uh, you know,
0: creating comic books about those centers. You know, right? They're cults growing up all over the place.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely the the
0: actual story. Call of Cthulhu is definitely
1: in the DNA of this. Mm-hmm. Yep, I, I like 100. <laughs> it's it's literally it's it's fun. It's Call of Cthulhu with superheroes, but it's not like creepy, right? Right. It it's it's used as a way to form the justice league the same way starro right right was or it wasn't so it was the um the i forgot what they were called the the pelex Mm -hmm. the invaders that turned everyone into different elements and the justice league had to defeat them before they were the justice league it was like the actual first justice league story from showcase ah gotcha anyway uh, but he i guess darwin cook didn't want to go that route he didn't want to like oh it's an alien invasion that's a little bit trite at right. this point so you we'll have this
0: ancient it. thing here
1: yeah he, he went the call of cthulhu route but i mean you you have like all the elements, you have you have um artists creating cthulhu stuff or you know center stuff you have a cult <laughs> that is willing to sacrifice children and, and then right. in the end you basically have a confrontation um, you know, it's not a Norwegian fishing ship but it might as well
0: be <laughs> right yeah now now another thing is is that this is also this story is also very challengers of the unknown centered uh, being that this is the kind of threat they would face um, normally yep you know science heroes and you know with the with the focus on Rick Flagg and the suicide squad or task Force X um, and then the challengers of the unknown you know task Force X being the governor government and and challengers being kind of you know independent um, you know facing facing this threat you get that point of view as well these these non-powered uh, science, Based heroes uh, interacting with, uh, and that was kind of part of the crossover as well. You had uh, certain uh, groups that weren't powered,
1: right? But they were sanctioned. It was the guys in costumes. I think you know who de- who were were either aliens mm-hmm. like the Martian Manhunter, or were hiding their identity like the Flash.
0: Right, right, masks um, and stuff like that is like no, which we were the th- which were the threat, right? Vigil- uh, and- Vigilantes, so to speak, right?
1: And and you know, it's it 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 was the same as Superman was sanctioned, Batman was not, right? Uh, and they they don't show it, but there's a uh, hint that there was a convert. Well, it's a newspaper article. Mm-hmm. There was a um confrontation between superman and batman
0: right right and to to spoil that we later learned that that was uh, manufactured by clark and clark and bruce right so batman could do whatever he wanted <laughs> right and and you know as as we're introduced to a lot of these heroes in their secret identities you know the politics of heroing comes up a lot Mm-hmm. Uh, where you have uh, you know more sanctioned adventurer heroes like Ace Morgan and Ace Morgan being you know uh, what was he a colonel or something?
1: Yeah he was a war
0: hero right so he was a double war hero right? he flew in, in World War II and he flew in Korea right um, so so he you know his he's firmly establishment. But you have a character like Oliver Queen, who is, you know, kind of keeps that that uh, anti-establishment thing that we were talking about with uh, with Adams and O'Neill. Right. Even though
1: he says,
0: he says, "Hey, the minute you like roll up in a
1: multi-million-dollar plane that you paid for, you can talk to me."
0: Right. <laughs> it is
1: definitely rich Oliver Queen.
0: Right. Right. Rich Oliver Queen, not necessarily hippie Oliver Queen. But oh.
1: the the legitimate government. I mean, they're, they're also doing things like secret, um, secret war plans to go to war with Mars.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> space Force!
1: <laughs>
0: Darwin Cook predicted Space Force. Yes.
1: So, I mean, there, there's like n- neither side is 100 percent you know pure in in deed or intention
0: right right we have uh you know robin joins up with batman and he's all like you know i was supposed to scare criminals not kids
1: right
0: (laughs) you know that sort of thing
1: well but that's why that's why they incorporated robin in the first place in the comics was Mm -hmm. to kind of make it a little bit more kid friendly right right you know they—they they definitely it gets a little meta um, with these characters, and like some of some of the things that they say mm-hmm. reflect uh, the the actual real life motivations of the people who were writing them.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you know, even even Flash makes a mention of uh, giant gorillas. <laughs> yeah. Which uh, wasn't that Julie Schwartz put a gorilla on the cover? Yeah, and, and it'll sell. Yes. Uh, now we all we we're, we we talk about the point of view being Hal Jordan. This this series functions as also kind of retellings of the origins of not only Hal Jordan but the Martian Manhunter, uh, the Flash uh, being like the I believe he's the first Silver Age character. Yeah, that was the first one they rebooted. Yeah, um, he's already been active, so so it's kind of like that that as DC titles were starting to grow, they were trying to come up with other ideas uh, for for various various titles. So we see Martian Manhunter, you know, his whole origin, uh, and then we see Hal Jordan's story play out. Uh, and and it does work and it's an interesting also interesting parallel with with golden age that we focus on Hal Jordan um a little bit more than Alan Scott but green lanterns being kind of like central to the story No, it's just because green lantern's awesome. Well, green lantern generally is central. I mean <laughs> Green Lantern's really powerful character.
1: They are. I, they are. They are. They
0: you know, if they can you, think it, they can do it. <laughs> right.
1: Well, it yeah, more or less. There's there's certain, I guess, they're limited to their own personalities. Right. That might be a Jeff Johns thing, though. But yeah, you, you. I mean, you definitely have to figure out ways to nerf Green Lanterns because you know if you don't, they're. They're pretty
0: goddamn all powerful, right? <laughs> well, that's why you have to send Hal Jordan out into space, you know, to have to have uh, regular encounters with beings equally powerful, uh, right? Apparently, that's what exists out in space. Uh, <laughs> you know, you got a really powerful character, shoot them into space, and they'll, they'll yeah, and then you can have where everybody's that level of power. What are you? I'm Zorak, the garbage man, <laughs> from the planet Rubulon. It's funny because at the
1: at one point, uh, you know, he there there was a, a period in early Silver Age Green Lantern where he was just tooling around, didn't know what he was doing, mm-hmm. didn't know about the Guardians or any of that, and uh, functionally during this, that's what Hal Jordan's doing when it's finally revealed to him. He's like, Oh, I'm a space cop.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, space cops. Um, now. Yeah. So you have the call of Cthulhu thing going on in the background and this just like spins up, spins up, spins up. You have the, the, the tensions between the government and, and and superheroes and and all of the different characters in this continuity, the uh, the Justice Society just basically just straight up retired. They're like,
1: yeah, they were told on to mass and they said no, and then
0: they disappeared. They disappeared. All right, uh, they the shit pushes uh, King Faraday. Uh, what? King Faraday is checkmate, is he not?
1: Yeah, I don't know what the history of King Faraday is, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, here he's uh, the, he works for, quote-unquote, the government. We don't know exactly who he reports to, he, but he seems to operate with impunity. No matter where he goes, he can do whatever he wants. He first appeared in Danger Trail
1: Number 1 in 1950, so he's
0: definitely, like, of the... That crossover generation. Yeah.
1: And he... And it was reprinted in Showcase, so... Hmm. Yep. Uh, okay, so he's associated with uh, Task Force X. Ah, okay. And then uh, retconned one year later into check, Checkmate. Okay. After... Um, after a crisis.
0: Right, right. He he is, for purposes of this story, uh, he Nick is Fury. Nick Fury. Yeah. Task Force X is basically S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> S.H.I.E.L.D. with the Dark Avengers. <laughs> right.
1: Uh, I don't think they were criminals in this. I think they were just... Yeah, they were
0: they, this version of like this really uh, Suicide Squad, right? Were were like the best of the best, sir, with honors, uh, right? Type commandos, a, soldier types, right. and then um, later they do mention uh, in the dialogues talking about Rick Flag that that the Suicide Squad does use criminals uh, for missions because they talk about. Uh, Rick Flagg having a higher body... Almost as high a body count as Stalin. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> He's put as many soldiers into the grave as Stalin. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like... Task Force X does show that... The origins of what would become the Suicide Squad that most people know. Right. And they're going to Mars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was
1: I mean there's like some like some moments in this but like that big reveal of like we're going to Mars was right. just kind of like what?
0: Yeah, bad <laughs> shit. All and it's all and it's all John Jones's fault, you know, for showing yeah. up and uh leaving a footprint and they're like uh-huh this guy's a Martian. Uh so we know there's Martians. So we're going <laughs> so go to we're going to go to Mars. <laughs> Uh, we're we're going go to go to Mars and, and, uh, yeah, we're going to bring a nuke and some, uh, chemical weapons and some biological right. weapons.
1: We can't land because we have,
0: we have all sorts of shit aboard. Right, right. Yeah. I'll just coast it. We'll just bring it back to earth. No big deal. No, you don't understand. If we crash, everybody dies because we brought <laughs> enough shit to wipe out it for genocide. Yeah. So
1: now that we've read both of these, mm-hmm. and I'm jaded because, like, I've you know been exposed to them both since since the uh, onset, I will ask you, as a comic book version virgin, what did you think?
0: I I enjoyed New Frontier more. Um, I think that might be one of my favorite series that I've read. I think New Frontier is slicker. uh, And
1: I think it's more sophisticated. Mm -hmm. It's also twice as long. Right. So it has that, um, you know, it has more room to breathe. Mm -hmm. But But I agree with you. (laughs) New Frontier, like, well, New Frontier is really one of... People should use it in the same breath as Watchmen and Dark Knight Returns. It should be, like...
0: Held in that regard.
1: Yes. Exactly. It is a fantastic piece of comic book writing. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. I agree. I agree. It had a great story uh, with all of the stuff that you really want out of superhero comics. Uh, Bat-shit crazy stuff. Uh, drama
1: yeah i mean it's really it's a love letter to the silver age without all the just dumbness of the silver age right right. the best
0: parts of the silver age are in there yeah and the worst parts they they leave out
1: well they make fun of
0: right you know rocket rocket ship to mars right right (laughs) true true oh and the uh the high orbit high altitude rescue from the challengers of the unknown
1: yes i'm spamming the can
0: <laughs> spamming the can so
1: even if you've seen the the movie mm-hmm. uh it's well worth reading this book yes it um, is if you like superheroes if you like call of cthulhu you
0: know it's 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 there for you I I will say I will say this since you bring up Call of Cthulhu type of thing, that losers segment at the beginning, the the mm-hmm. the, the last you know adventure of the losers or whatever, uh, John Cloud called it, right? Uh, that really kind of made me want to look at uh, Actun Cthulhu, because <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, oh, I mean yeah, I guess you fucking, do that with it. the fucking losers, yeah, that's the secret war right there. Oh, well,
1: I mean, I'm staring at a copy of uh, Assault on the Fur Train,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: which is, hold on. Is that the 2D20 version, or is that the original version, or was the original 2D20 as
1: well? No, it, 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 it's 2D20. It's If you can see that... It's for the... Um, oh, no, hold Cthulhu. on. I can
0: see her here. Oh. All right. Give me a second. And... Reconnect. There you go. And jump back.
1: Assault on the... River Train. A 2D20 called... Cthulhu, or Octon Cthulhu Adventure. Which... uh. Yeah, I have the um, I have the PDFs of Octon Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of uh, maybe I I, I want to try and and look, play one of these 2d20 systems, right? Um, either that Fallout, mm-hmm. um, well, either that or Fallout. Star Trek looks semi
0: interesting, but it's Traveler. Yeah. You, know, you can do everything with Star Trek you can do in travel. However, uh, before we get into that, because that's really kind of more off air. <laughs> you know, sort of I'll, I'll go down that. Yeah. There we go for another hour of me rambling on about 2D20. <laughs> 2D20. <20. laughs> um, yeah. So there you go. The, uh, no, the no, Golden no, Age. No, no, no. Oh, the go- Golden Age. Yeah. Your, your thoughts. Uh, Golden Age. Uh, it was It was short. I, I enjoyed it as well. <laughs> it <was> short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a lot quicker read than I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah, even even if with four issues, I thought you know, for some reason that uh, it was going to be a lot longer. I think I polished that off in an evening uh, without really realizing it. I it mean, is. It's, it's
1: a quick read and it's good.
0: Yeah, it's for this it new frontier. No. no, but is it a quality story? Yes.
1: It's, it is probably the best of the Elseworlds stories. And I think like, you know, with Elseworlds stories, you are somewhat limited, even Mm. though you're not supposed to be limited. I think you are limited because you don't want to uh, taint the brand as they say.
0: Right. Right. Mm -hmm.
1: So you you have to, it's a, it's a a finer line that you have to walk where I think with um, New Frontier was able to use um, familiar continuity and just rearrange it, I guess,
0: to tell right. a story. Right to tell a story and really kind of like resets the the origin of the Silver Age, yeah, um, in a I satisfying think. way. And 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 we kind of get to, yeah, I, I think the ending of Golden Age really, you know, kind of hangs it there. You know, it doesn't it. The, ends, the, the end is kind of, uh, you know, ugh. it's like it didn't quite stick the landing. The bad guy is defeated, um, and we see this new generation of, of hero coming out. And there is a little twinkle of hope, but uh, New Frontier, when we're looking through the, the epilogue, and and we're getting the JFK speech. And that J F K speech is all about hope and looking toward the future. Yeah. And you really feel Ah, at the end of New Frontier, where at the end of Golden Age, you're like, mm.
1: well, because the end of Golden Age is like, okay, so you have panels telling where the main, what the main characters are up to, right, right, right. How Pratt, blah 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 blah, and then they have like this. The last thing is this close-up of um, a kid who joined in the fight, right? Um, who I've never heard of. I'm sure he was probably some Z-lister.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh
1: captain comet who really looks like um ultra lad from right. the Legion of superheroes but whatever so they have him right on the cover of life and they say he isn't the only one and then you turn the page and then there they are flash green lantern aquaman all the all your familiar silver age characters are there mm-hmm. uh, but it falls flat because none of them were part of the story right so you know that's if it's tacked on right it's tacked on the end as opposed to you know where in the end of new frontier when they do that splash page of all the heroes uh, it makes sense right because that's who it is Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's all the heroes right and and they well they do it they have um the justice league fighting starro
0: Mm-hmm. From, right
1: from uh, you know looking up at Starro, and it's basically the same characters. I'm looking at both of them. Uh, there's the Flash. There's the Green Lantern. There is uh, the Martian Manhunter on both of them. Aquaman's on both of them. So, uh, yeah, and the New Frontier is just so much more effective because right. those were the characters that were being
0: being used mm-hmm. right alright so Captain Comet uh, is one of Julie's, Julie Schwartz's creations yeah,
1: um, there you go there's there's your Call of Cthulhu connection
0: uh, yeah <laughs> Julie Schwartz John Broom and Carmine Infantino Infantino, Infantino Tano, whatever uh, he's uh, notable in comics history for being among one of the first mutant characters
1: oh, alright
0: there you go. Predating X-Men by 12. Years.
1: Oh, oh, that's harsh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, Namor, Toro, and Captain Comet were the first three. There you go. The more you know. That's right. Yeah, See, so he's like in Strange Adventures and shit like that.
1: Right. Okay, that makes sense.
0: So he Which was he what? was a silver silver age kind of
1: Right. Which would now, t- if it had been Clark Kent
0: mm-hmm.
1: that that
0: showed up to do
1: that, I think it would have been a little bit more effective.
0: Right, right.
1: Right, because that's Superman, and there you go. It's Superman. Mm hmm. right. Oh, the- uh,
0: yes, we have now switched over to the DC that most people know and love. Right. Not rather than this obscure collection of. Uh, of d c c and, b and c I, and d listers
1: right but i get that that's what the story was mm-hmm. but if you want to tie it into the silver age as the transition
0: mm-hmm.
1: have a character that what it represents the silver age superman well maybe not so much because he was part of both but and he's so recognizable and mm-hmm. you know if you had like a young superman who before like he was fully you know charged up or whatever right you could have done the exact same thing right and then had a little bit more of a of a, um, of a message of hope there's a next generation that's going to be doing this right then mm-hmm. captain comet because
0: yeah who knows captain you gotta comet. look him up
1: <laughs> i had to look him up yeah <laughs> At least, like, Liberty Bell and uh, Johnny Quick were in, like, Jeff Johns' JSA stuff.
0: Right, right, Liberty <laughs> Bell. I, I, I remember Liberty Bell from uh, Who's Who of the DC Universe.
1: Yeah, I remember her from Jeff Johns' JSA stuff. Now, now, speaking... Which is, which is post, post this, obviously. Right.
0: Now, speaking of some of these crazy teams from, from the past... Uh, freedom fighters. Is there a good story about the freedom fighters?
1: you mean like Uncle
0: Sam and Uncle the Sam Ray? and the Ray and Black Doll Condor, Man. Or Doll Man?
1: I um, don't know. Maybe in the seventies there was. I don't know if there's like an original story.
0: Oh, so nothing like Golden Age or or New. Oh, 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 or, I see what you're saying. Yeah, one of the. I don't like, know.
1: I don't. That that would be interesting. Yeah.
0: Human, I mean, bomb. Human bomb Human yeah. Bomb shows up in Golden Age. So so obviously, the Freedom Fighters
1: are there. You know, obviously Watchmen is the uh is the timely stuff. hmm
0: Charlton. Charlton,
1: Charlton yeah. sorry. Charlton oh yeah, Timely might be Freedom Fighters.
0: Timely might have been Freedom Fighters. I think Timely was also uh Captain Marvel. No, that was F- Fawcett was Fawcett. was Captain Marvel. Yeah. I think didn't timely become Marvel? Oh, maybe. Yeah. We are talking about shit that happened like 80 years ago. <laughs> yeah. So like, I, That's the other thing that's really interesting is like it wasn't these f- characters it wasn't... were 60, 70 years old when these books were written.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, the history of DC is basically the history of a bunch of different companies teaming up with each other mm-hmm. to get better sales
0: right like uh right they were f- helping they they you got had together like national wanted...
1: yeah national comics right right which was uh superman batman i think mm-hmm. um i don't know you you there's there's a, a number of them. The, the All Star Squadron was basically the result of that, mm-hmm. uh, which was you know the original Justice Society. Right. Uh, but I don't think Green Lantern was DC originally. I think you know it, they kind of accreted together mm-hmm. for survival, and we just made this monster company.
0: All-American Comics, number 16, uh, from, I guess, All-American Comics. Yeah, that was his yeah, first appearance. The Green Lantern? Yep. And then... Uh, All-American Publications, yep. Yeah. Ran for uh, 102 issues. All-Flash.
1: Yep. That was another one, All-Flash Comics. Mm-hmm that was hawkman was in there and the flash was in there (laughs) some western shit
0: (laughs) vigilante and and the trigger twins
1: (laughs) yeah it's it's just it's it's kind of weird you just think like oh it's
0: detective comics but it wasn't (laughs) right right it was several companies
1: yeah it's that's a that's a Topic for a different
0: show. That's right. So, so definitely of the two, New Frontier is is the superior story. But really, if you get a chance, check them out. Uh, they are available on DC Universe Infinite. Um, you can get them on. I'm sure you can get them on a. Uh, you can get uh, JSA Golden Age um, at Amazon Comicsology. Uh, Comixology, that's uh, I'm sure they're both on Comixology Comixology is owned by Amazon now apparently and they do have Golden Age they do not have New Frontier Oh, interesting which is why I reactivated my DC Universe subscription Oh
1: Do you have a Comixology subscription or do you automatically get that
0: with Amazon? I think I automatically get it with Amazon but you still have to pay for it yeah so yeah i was still had to buy it right that makes sense it's worth
1: getting it's worth yeah. it's something it's not something you're gonna read once and and put down you'll you'll end up reading it again
0: and as this is you know we're talking about these things 20 30 years in the future uh you know the hardbacks are out you don't have to like try to scour through uh, dollar boxes at your friendly comic store. <laughs> that
1: there's like four different versions of right. New Frontier. You know, there's like the black label version, the deluxe version.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you know, I have the um the, the original two, well, it's not the original cuz it was originally, you know, single issues, but I right. have the um the uh two volume set from
0: the early 2000s mm-hmm. but there you go uh, yeah so definitely check both of those out classic DC storytelling if you're into you know the origins or some of these obscure golden silver age characters definitely uh, check these books out yes sir and until next time balls